the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. On Fridays, I get the luxury and honor to talk to a reporter from either Newsweek or the International Business Times. Today's no different. Senior writer Alexander Nazarian. How are you, Mr. Nazarian? Hi, thanks for having me. You've recently done an interesting piece, and the Pope has come to America, and there's a lot of fanfare on it. Tell us a little bit about what you wrote about with the Pope. Well, I profiled um, the uh, Archbishop Salvatore Cordelione here in the Bay Area, and I used him in many ways as a foil and a contrast to the Pope. Uh, Cordelione is, is an avowed political conservative. He was largely behind Prop 8 here in, in California, you know, the push to prevent, uh, you know, marriage equality. He's, he's outspoken on uh, abortion. Uh, he, uh, you know, he is a proponent of, of um, immigration reform, but generally considered a conservative, a, a doctrinal and political conservative as he rose through the ranks of the American church uh, as a, you know, as uh, one of its most vociferous political conservatives. And as I profiled him, what I really tried to look at is the Pope has one image and Cordelione had another. But when we sort of scrub away that imagery, the sheen of, you know, the media, what's, what's behind those differences? And one of the conclusions I came to is, although the Pope has a wonderful pastoral manner, Doctrinally, he is as conservative in many ways as the church that he represents and that Coeur d'Alene represents. And when I spoke to Coeur d'Alene, he sent me a long statement. He, he essentially more or less said the same thing. Look, you know, the Pope and I are not that different in the, 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 in, in the doctrine we represent. We may highlight different things about it, but ultimately this is a... This is a faith of 2,000 years years old, it doesn't change easily. And I I think, frankly, there are many conservatives, doctrinal conservatives, here in the U.S. who are waiting for the next pope and are hoping that things will shift back to the center or even to the right as they were with Benedict and, you know, John Paul, uh, who's also very popular and I would also argue socially very conservative. So, uh, so I think for me, the adulation of the Pope coming is fully deserved. It's, it's a wonderful occasion. He's said some wonderful things about, you know, income inequality, uh, uh, climate change, and other social issues. But 
how 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 much power do those statements have? I'm not sure. Uh, even you can even see it in the GOP debates. You clearly have some candidates saying, "Well, the Pope is not going to tell us what to do on, you know, carbon emission, uh, carbon dioxide emissions, or abortion." So, the, so, 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 my question is, what do those words really mean? And I, I'm not sure that they mean all that much beyond kind of this affirmation they give us that. No, the Pope is is a deeply aware and compassionate person, as as he should be. It's interesting. You wrote an amazingly long piece on this, and I didn't think there was enough story here. But from reading it, it just starts. I mean, you you do a a fascinating representation where there's Pope Francis shirts out there. The Pope's, you know, super big on a worldwide platform and. Corte Leon represents San Francisco, which has about four hundred thousand Catholics. Is that about right? That's right, right. But it's a, you know, it's just just because it's it's San Francisco is one of the great cities in the United States. Anyone who is going to be the Archbishop here is going to be looked at very closely. Also, because that person is going to have to, you know, work with with a, with a very famously progressive community that that has embraced, um, you know gay rights for a very long time. So that's always going, there's always going to be that, uh, that kind of um, lens on San Francisco. And, you know, one, I, I remember in the New York Times when Puerto Leon was first assigned to appointed in San Francisco, uh, a member of a Catholic gay group said, oh, well, they're bringing their top anti-gay here. We must have done something right. So, <laughs> Well said. Um is that part of the Catholic doc, not doctrine, but is that part of the Catholic political machine where you get a pope who's on the moderate side, well liked, he can kind of build some bridges, and then you get maybe the more conservative archbishops in the areas where they want to focus on and, and maybe get a doctrine going, or maybe they put some more liberal ones in the areas that are more conservative. Is there some balancing going here in, that's intentional? Look, I think I think it's just in many ways when we have a new pre- or when we have a new president. This happens explicitly. He or she will clear out the cabinet, bring new people. Right? You have a new CIA, you have a new director of the CIA, a new, you know, just everything gets 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 sort of, you know, you clear away the brush, you plant new seeds. Well, something similar happens in the Vatican, although obviously the Vatican things happen. It has its own uh, very very complex rules. But yes, he has. If you talk to people who really are closely watching the Vatican, it is clear that Francis has demoted you know, people, uh, people like uh, Leo Burke uh, of, of St. Louis and others who are far on the right doctrinally. And he's tried to, I think, as much as he can, advance people who are, uh, you know, who are somewhat more. Uh, enlightened uh, in sort of and, and whose views hew closer to 21st century sort of visions of, of 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 human relations relations between men and women between humanity and the environment so i think he's just tried to highlight people who are a little bit more open-minded and that's that's been a power shift right the the people under benedict benedict was a was was, was a doctrinal conservative 
who was who 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 loved the doctrine, right? And 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 Francis loves pastoral care. He loves being with the people. He's shown that over and over, right? He, he'll just sort of call Catholics. He will he will wash the feet of prisoners. He's going to meet with prisoners in I think in, in New York when he visits. So he he loves the people. Doctrine has taken second place in his papacy. And that's concerning to those for whom doctrine is the center of the church. This ancient, in many ways beautiful, complex doctrine. Which which you know, doctrine that many people will argue says nothing about abortion. It's sort of, you know, originally said, you know, I've said nothing about abortion or homosexuality or many of these other issues that we're we're, we're talking about, but over the years has sort of things have uh, certain positions have accrued, right? Uh, almost like barnacles, and it, it would be very difficult to detach them, right? I mean, this is what some liberals would argue. They say there's nothing in there's nothing in the New Testament, you know. You know, Jesus doesn't say anything about marriage equality or, or abortion. He says things about he says things about marriage, and you could potentially interpret them as being about about gay rights. But 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 again, if you if you read Certain theologians will say that's not that's not what Jesus is talking about. He has nothing to do with that. But you know, we're clearly clearly that's not what many people believe. Otherwise, we wouldn't have these debates within the Catholic Church. Is the Catholic Church or the Vatican are they moving towards a more liberal or moderate platform and away from where they've been in the past, where no female priests, they didn't welcome gays? Are they truly moving that direction, or does it just appear that they are? Well, there's no, there's, Francis has, I, I, it does not seem to me that, that the ordination of women is, is something that is on the verge of happening. Uh, uh, maybe, 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 maybe Vatican watchers see, see, see a change uh, that I, that I'm missing, but it certainly doesn't seem like that's about to happen. Uh, he, yes, it's true that women can, you know, he made it easier this next year for women who've had abortions to receive a, uh, absolution, but they, but that's, but it's, that's a sort of a minor policy shift. It's still, it's, abortion's still a sin. It's, it's, there's no about that at all. Um, you know, the, his famous, there's the famous statement uh, about uh, gays, who am I to judge? But as I point out in the piece, uh, Francis has judged. He, he, he has he has explicitly come out against uh, homosexuality. So I'm not sure. Um, I, I, I'm not sure. Uh, sort of what that that he that this is that, that, that there's any sense that he's going to he that he can or will do anything that will welcome. Um, you know, gays and lesbians into into the church, um, or uh, rather that he'll do anything more than he has already done, which is soften the tone. And then there's the question: you know, he, he 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 has said he will not be pope for for very long. He is, you know, he's an elderly man, and and and, and uh, there will be a, a, a the pope after him could, for, for example, there's the, the you know the, 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 there are some okay. very conservative cardinals waiting in the wings and they could potentially be elected and everything could be rolled back. There's nothing that he has done seems to me that could not be rolled back. Thanks very much.
Doug? I need to, thanks very much. I need to wrap it up there. We have a hard clock. It's Newsweek senior writer Alexander Nazarian. You can find him online at newsweek.com. Is the Pope Catholic? Bay Area liberals who love Pope Francis, but they loathe the right-wing archbishop. They don't understand either man. It's a great long read. It's, it's not quite a novella, but it is a long article, which I love. Very well written. Thanks very much. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. You can find Alex Nazarian at Newsweek.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.